I'm pissed that I didn't know this could have been a theater group. Yeah, I'm pissed about it too. And it's like, well, shit. And yet, you know, I didn't want to know that. In a society, there are consequences for not adapting to some things. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's what about it. Yes.
so we're having this conversation about conscious choice, conscious creation, choosing conscious creation. How does this model explain people who inherently know their passion? Like who? Well, I was thinking of those guys back there. This should be the Archie Fort Bridge coming up. Heading on 9 North. Okay. 916 North. Is this the Archie Fork Bridge? Sure looks like it. It's Archie Fork. It is. Go right? Yes. Towards Shirley. Shirley, you remember that? Yeah. I'm remembering I drew the map. Ah. So that's the value. there's an assumption being made. Well, there's a distinction between somebody's passion and somebody's destiny. We'll say more about that. There is. Oh, yeah. Because passion can be neurotic. Okay, so I chose the wrong word. All right. Because people who choose consciously aren't choosing neuroses. that intellectual. I had a couple of assumptions about what was going on back there, but I think they're accurate, okay. <laughs> which is that there's a, there's a groundedness that those men are drawn to. They run that store and they supply feed to people who choose to raise animals. Yeah. All right. So how did those men get there? You're saying that it's as unconscious as everyone else? Well, you know, I was... I was producing biomedical research instruments for people doing, you know, researching DNA. And I, and I was passionate about that. I was doing a good job making a good product. And it was, I was doing it because that's the kind of work my father did when I figured that out. And then it liberated me from having to do that. And I could, something else could show up. So you're right, so I had a big assumption about that. Because there's no guarantee that those guys are connected to that. Right, that's what I'm saying. <coughs> it seemed like it. it. seemed like what? Surely you didn't fall for that. Did you see the little uh, notice on the counter? Miss Great Pictures, Dear Mr. Midlay. Thank you for, now that you're familiar with the fine Boeing aircraft, we 
different example then. I have some uncles who don't read or write, pretty much, you know, failed in the system, who live out on their own land and who raise animals and who love it. How did they find their way to that? Probably by not being adapted. So it's not all or nothing. So that's one way it shows up. That's one way, one place they weren't adaptive. Because there, there are lots of places where they've been adaptive. Okay. So they probably created that by not being adaptive. That was probably a choice. I mean, there's. I think it was a choice because all the, all the other choices led up to that, and the fact that they love it. to be done here because all you know the model says the current model says comfort rules so if I'm gonna if I if I choose to choose consciously yeah then there there are a lot of things to let go of uh, like comfort yeah. yes and the many manifestations of comfort. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Like, can't choose consciously and be comfortable? Not necessarily. The comfort part can't be of value. going. Well, so comfort is not part of that. Comfort happens and doesn't happen, like being glad, you know? Glad happens sometimes and glad doesn't happen sometimes. And, like it's an irrelevant consideration. If the box is not making the decisions. But 
know the box is not necessarily dedicated to comfort or happiness because it has other payoffs or other uh, criteria for making decisions for, for choosing. Because normal can be, you know, all those things revenge. Well, it's, you know, the box redefines. Redefines what? The box creates the illusion of comfort. And so then you're victimized by the amount of comfort around you. Or, and, or you think that uh, trashing somebody is comfortable, for example, or competing with somebody is comfortable, or revenging on somebody is comfortable, or whatever. Well, how about if that is comfortable? In that state, that is comfortable. That's what I'm saying. The box, the box redefines what comfortable is to include that. Okay. So really, that's what we're talking about, is redesigning what the word comfort means. Like for me, for you, investing all this time and energy and money to have this, these three days of, of this kind of a work to this space, to be in this space, like that's a high value and it's worth paying a lot for in regards to comfort. We could be spending the same time and energy going to California and laying on the beach or to for a health spa or whatever. But this is more comfortable for us. It's like, for me, it's like there's this pressure of uh, something, whatever, this, this pressure of you're being adapted? Yeah. yeah. Of course you are. If you're being adapted, you are accommodating the new definition of comfort. Oh, new yes. Just redefine comfort. But if you become unadapted, well, then the definition of comfort changes. Well, from where I'm sitting, that's bullshit. <laughs> the overriding sense of comfort is that unconscious comfort. So I'm not even... I, I can't make the leap you just made which is it's more uncomfortable not to. I don't have that experience. That sounds like a nice idea to me. It's more uncomfortable not to do this? Yeah. Sounds like a nice idea. I, you would not be doing this if you thought you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't more uncomfortable. 
careful not to. Watching television, you know, eating burritos, hanging out with the baby and the wife, and wishing you were up here. Or you wouldn't be here. 